Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. My friends, nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. Unprocessed chocolate called cacao is rich in theobromides and PEAs, which are neuroactive alkaloids that boost the neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins in your brain, which make you feel alive and well. In addition, cacao is rich in polyphenols, including EGCG. In fact, it's more potent than green tea in that powerful polyphenolic antioxidant. And that improves the inflammatory process. It helps induce autophagy, where your body literally starts to heal and repair itself. And also, that protects you from oxidative stress. Now, my favorite brand of cacao powder is Cacao Bliss which starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, which allows them to maintain the integrity of their powerful health benefits. Then they take the cacao and they blend it with turmeric, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory herbs. They use MCT oil, which helped uh, help turn into ketones quickly in your system. They use coconut, they use Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper, and they sweeten it with monk fruit for the perfect blend that tastes fantastic and helps balance and stabilize your blood sugar. Now, these ingredients, they enhance your mood, your memory, and your mindset, and they really help you experience pure bliss when you consume them, and that's why they call it cacao bliss. So if you're a chocolate lover, a superfood enthusiast like me, or someone who wants to experience life at a higher level, I invite you to try them out. You can get cacao bliss at this website, earthecofoods.com forward slash David Jockers. That's earth. Echo or E-C-H-O foods.com forward slash David Jockers and use the coupon code, just my first name, David, to get 15% off of your order. Cacao Bliss is a low-carb, gluten-free, GMO-free, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly superfood powder that you can put in protein shakes. You can throw it in some almond milk, coconut milk. You can replace your coffee with it if you like. You can put it in different baked goods. A lot of people will use it to make different chocolate fat bombs, chocolate muffins, chocolate protein shakes. So try it out today. Again, earthecofoods.com forward slash David Jockers and use the coupon code David to save 15% off today. 
So for this podcast, we took the audio of one of my most popular YouTube videos all about cholesterol. I get so many questions from you guys about cholesterol, what your levels should be, what the proper ratios of LDL to HDL to triglycerides should be, what might cause an elevated LDL number or an elevated triglyceride number. Is that something to be concerned about? I go through all of that in this podcast, you guys are going to get so much value out of it. So at, just before we do that, though, go ahead and take a moment and leave us a review. Your reviews really help us reach more people and impact more lives. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do that now. So that way you get notified every single time we put up a new podcast. So you never miss this information. Thank you guys for doing that. And let's jump into the podcast. Dr. David Jockers here, and today we're talking about cholesterol. What is cholesterol and what are healthy levels? It's a really hot topic. We know cholesterol is basically a structure that's used to create all different types of sex hormones. It's also used in bile, so the production of bile, which emulsifies fat. Um, very, very important molecule in our body, cholesterol is. Um, and it's and it's basically, as you can see here, choline acid. So it's got bile acids to make bile. You've got testosterone. You've got um, estrogen, DHEA. So all the precursors to produce our sex hormones coming from cholesterol and also to produce our stress hormones like cortisol. So if we're under a lot of stress, we can that can impact our ability to produce sex hormones, for example. So we know that. And then, of course, the way that we test our cholesterol levels is we look at LDL and we look at HDL cholesterol. And so basically, we know, you know, in our society, we're told LDL is a bad cholesterol. However, what we don't understand is that LDL is more like a bus, you know, and it's bringing uh, fatty acids and also fat soluble nutrients to these cell membranes. And so it brings vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin K to the cell membranes. It also brings phosphatidylcholine, which is basically one of the key components of the lipid bilayer. So every cell has fatty acids and we need phosphatidylcholine. We need all these fat-soluble nutrients there, and LDL is bringing them there. So if we have too low of LDL, it's a sign we're not getting enough of these nutrients to the cell. HDL helps clean it up. So HDL um, has a higher density of protein in it than fat, and it's basically returning. So LDL is going from the liver to the cell. HDL is going from the cell back to the liver. So it's returning. And of course, it's going to have less fat because we're dropping the fat off at the cell membrane. So cholesterol is not really a problem. However, if we do have high levels of oxidative stress, then that's going to cause issues, right? Oxidative stress, free radical development can oxidize some of these LDL, LDL cholesterols, right? And that can be an issue. And so there are two different patterns that I look at. So you've got pattern A and pattern B, okay? And pattern, let me actually pull this slide up. So we look at this, these large LDL particles, these ones here on the left there that you can see, those ones have more fat-soluble nutrients in them. So they're large, we call them buoyant and fluffy. 
Whereas the small, dense LDL particles, that's called the pattern B, have less of these fat-soluble antioxidants. And that's important because when the cholesterol molecule, when the LDL has these fat-soluble molecules, they are protecting it from the oxidative stress. So the cholesterol itself is not going to oxidize when it's got the fat-soluble antioxidants around it, whereas the small, dense ones can. On top of that, the small, dense ones can also slip through the endothelial lining. And so you can see this picture here, the endothelial lining, there's kind of little junctions and the small, dense particles can kind of slip in where they can get stuck in the endothelial lining and then they get beaten down by oxidative stress and that can be an issue. Now, how do we have these small LDL pattern B molecules? Well, basically high insulin is you know, basically the major thing. So if, our in, if we have insulin resistance or if our body is responding to stress by overproducing insulin, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Pattern A has a lot more vitamin E, which again is protective than your pattern A, right? Which is the small dense. And so that's a really, really important one. So we want to make sure that we are on a nutrition plan, again, that is going to allow us to keep our insulin down. That's going to be an important component here. So let's jump over here. So what's an optimal range for the lipid profile? Well, typically your total cholesterol, so the total amount, optimal range should be around 180 to 300. Okay, now if it's under 200 on the lab, it's going to be flagged as high. But to me, that is not high. That's actually totally fine as long as the ratios are good. So I'm all about the ratios. I want to make sure the ratios are in order. I'm not as concerned about the total amount of cholesterol. When I look at the LDL to HDL ratio, I want that to be three to one or less. So if you had 160 LDL and you had 80 HDL, that would be like a 240 cholesterol. And that's you know two to one, which is great, a great ratio. Your cardiologist or general practitioner who's not very well educated on cholesterol may say something like, whoa, it's over 200. That's a problem. But again, if the, the ratio is good, then it's not an issue. The other thing is the triglyceride to HDL ratio. This is very important. It's probably the most important component of it is this triglyceride to HDL ratio. You should not have high triglycerides. Your triglycerides should not be more than twice as much as your HDL, ideally more like one-to-one. -one. So last time I had my lipids tested, my LDL, I believe, was like 160. My HDL was 80, and my triglycerides were like, I don't know, 70, something like that. So that was a really good, really good number, right? And so that's a one-to-one -one ratio, close to a one-to-one -one ratio. And even if your HDL is a little bit higher than your, your triglyceride, that's great. It tells us that your insulin, you have good insulin sensitivity, okay? Um, and looking at your hemoglobin A1C is another factor that I look at with this. It should always be tested with this. My hemoglobin A1C was 4.7, which is very low. My, my blood sugar throughout the day is roughly around 80, okay? Um, and that's great. And that's going to reduce the amount of oxidative stress as opposed to somebody who has a hemoglobin A1C that's 6.0. That's going to cause a lot more oxidative stress. So very important that we understand that. We want to keep that triglyceride to HDL ratio down. Now, factors that can cause poor cholesterol and lipid ratios. Why might you have 
LDL uh, to HDL ratio, it's more than three to one or high triglycerides. Well, obviously poor diet. So if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and things that spike your insulin levels, carbs, starches, foods that you may have a sensitivity to, then that's going to cause it. Sedentary lifestyle, you got to get out and you got to move. Movement's going to help keep your insulin levels balanced and stable. Chronic stress, you know, I mentioned that in the beginning, chronic stress can be a huge factor here, causing increases in blood sugar levels and causing uh, higher, higher levels of insulin as well. Insulin resistance. So again, if you've got diabetes or if your hemoglobin A1C is up over 5.5, okay, that can be a sign that you've got insulin resistance. I test fasting insulin when I'm working with clients. I always want it to be roughly between two and five, okay? Over five in the morning of fasting insulin, that's high, especially if it's up over 10. And I see that for a lot of individuals. They have these this high levels of fasting insulin because maybe they're not sleeping well. They have sleep apnea. They have poor quality sleep, which can cause higher levels of morning insulin or just insulin throughout the day, insulin resistance. I've also seen people with gut infections like H. pylori infections having issues with insulin resistance. Hypothyroidism, this is huge, especially for somebody that has normal triglycerides, but very high LDL to HDL ratio, more than three to one, or just very, very high LDL, LDL particles. And that's because of thyroid hormone activates the LDL receptor on the cell, meaning that LDL is trying to bring fat and fat-soluble nutrients to the cell. However, if the cell receptor, the receptor on the cell, is not sensitive, kind of like with insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance, if it's not sensitive, then it can't get the fat-soluble nutrients and the fatty acids into the cell. And therefore, it ends up, we end up with higher amounts of LDL in the bloodstream. This is really, really common. I see a lot of people with hypothyroidism subclinically where they're not actually being, being tested well for it uh, or they you know, don't have the, I should say it's a lower functioning thyroid, not necessarily full on clinically diagnosable hypothyroidism, but their thyroid's not functioning. They're not getting the activated T3 to the cell that they should and therefore they're not getting that activation of the LDL receptor on the cell and they end up with high LDL and then the doctor wants to put them on a statin medication, never addressing the root cause, which is an issue with thought with activated thyroid hormone. Perhaps they need a little bit more thyroid hormone. Perhaps it's an issue with the liver. So they're not getting good T4 to T3 conversion and getting the good quality active T3 into the cell. Um, and that's huge. I see that all the time. Perhaps it's a gut issue. 20% of your active T3 is converted in the gut. And so if you've got dysbiosis in your gut, then you may have issues there. Food sensitivities. I'll see people that may have a sensitivity to almonds or eggs or something like that. And when they take that sensitivity out, these ratios go back in balance. Sometimes this is how the body responds to stress is it drives up the amount of LDL it's producing, sometimes triglycerides as well. Lack of sunshine. There's a uh, you know, the, the same backbone of cholesterol, which is squalene. Squalene is also used to produce vitamin D and sunshine itself activates the squalene and helps convert cholesterol into vitamin D. So sometimes there's a lack of conversion into vitamin D. So somebody might have low vitamin D levels and high cholesterol, and they're just not getting enough good quality sun exposure. 
And so we want to make sure we're getting out in the sunshine. Even if you're taking supplemental vitamin D, you got to get out in the sun to get this sort of activation. So that's very important. Poor sleep and sleep apnea, huge factors, huge, huge. So that's definitely something that needs to be addressed if you've got this sort of an issue. Um, take a look at how you're sleeping at night. Are you snoring? Are you waking up often? Do you wake up really groggy and tired in the morning and sometimes gasping for air? These could be all, all be signs that you may have sleep apnea. You definitely want to make sure you get that addressed because that can cause a lot of issues. And one of those issues can be these poor, you know, high LDL, low HDL, and uh, high triglyceride levels, sluggish liver and bile flow. So the bile is cholesterol, and so we want to make sure we're moving the bile out effectively each and every day. We want to conjugate the bile, and we want to move that through the system. We don't want toxic bile being recirculated in our body. Sometimes it'll get picked up on a, on a blood test like it's LDL particles, but we need to make sure we're getting that out. Smoking and, of course, heavy alcohol usage can be, can be factors here. Guys, I just want to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite superfood chocolate powders. It's called Cacao Bliss. You see, cacao is unprocessed chocolate, and it is rich in neuroactive alkaloids that boost dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. These are your feel-good neurotransmitters that really make you feel alive and well and it's also rich in polyphenols like EGCG, which we think about when we think of green tea. That helps protect your brain and your body from oxidative stress, helps you age more effectively and feel better than ever. And my favorite brand of cacao powder is Cacao Bliss because they use 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, which allows them to maintain their full integrity of powerful health benefits. They blend it with turmeric, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory herbs on the planet. They put in MCT oil and coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper, and they sweeten it with monk fruit, which is an all natural sweetener that does not impact your blood sugar. And those compounds like cinnamon, MCT oil, really help stabilize your blood sugar. So this is a fantastic powder you can put in almond milk, coconut milk, you can put it in your protein shakes. You can use it for baking if you're making chocolate muffins or a chocolate cake or making a chocolate protein shake like I do almost every single day. This is a fantastic mix to throw in there. It's gonna help enhance your mood, your memory and your mindset and really help you experience pure bliss. That's why they call it cacao bliss. So guys, if you are a chocolate lover, maybe a superfood enthusiast, or just someone who wants to experience life at a higher level, I invite you to try out Cacao Bliss today. If you go to the website, earthechofoods.com forward slash David Jockers, let me spell that for you, E-A-R-T-H-E-C-H-O-F-O-O-D-S.com forward slash David Jockers. Use the coupon code David at checkout to get 15% off of the Cacao Bliss. And this is a low-carb, gluten-free, GMO-free, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly superfood powder that you will love. So try that out today. Again, use the coupon code David at checkout, earthechofoods.com forward slash David Jockers. Use the coupon code David to get 15% off today. So... Again, thyroid, really, really important because thyroid hormone activates the 
conversion, uh, or well, basically the uh, the sensitivity of the LDL receptor. So it's very important for that. It also is very, very important for the breakdown of bile, the production of bile, the breakdown of bile, the secretion of bile, the utilization of bile. Very, very important. Oftentimes, people that are getting their gallbladders removed, for example, are people have underactive thyroid hormone. And so they weren't getting good activation of the bile, good bile flow. And so that's one way our body gets rid of extra cholesterol is moving it out through the bile. And if the bile is backed up, we may end up with higher levels of uh, cholesterol in our blood. So very, very important here that we're addressing this. Okay. Hypothyroid symptoms. Here are other symptoms that you may have, you know, that if you haven't had good labs to look at your thyroid, if you're tired throughout the day, if you're depressed, thyroid plays a huge, huge role in brain function, dry skin and hair. So if you're losing hair, you've got really dry skin, um, low body temperature. It's another really, really common one. You feel cold often, um, heart rate slower, you're constipated, brittle nails, trouble losing weight. These are all common signs that you may have a thyroid issue. Okay, sunlight deficiency, like I was talking about, this squalene molecule gets activated, okay? So the dehydrocholesterol gets activated by sunlight, turns into vitamin D. If we don't get the sunlight, then we're going to create more cholesterol. So getting good quality sun exposure is a very important component here. Um, strategies to improve cholesterol and lipid ratios. Good diet, anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. So your nutrition plan should focus on a lot of healthy fats, avocados, olives, olive oil, grass-fed butter. Yeah, I said butter. Even though it has cholesterol, the cholesterol we consume from our diet is not going to impact our blood cholesterol. So we don't worry about that. Don't even consider that. It's the sugar, the high-carbohydrate foods, um, chemicals, toxins, things like that that are going to cause an issue. So we want to get rid of those things. So healthy fats, a lot of clean, grass-fed animal proteins, herbs, basil, oregano, thyme, rosemary. These things are great to be using on our foods. Lots of non-starchy vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, celery, cucumbers, these types of things. Intermittent fasting can be a really powerful strategy to get the insulin levels under control. So I'm a huge fan of doing one to two meals a day for many people, especially if you do have this issue and you have high, high insulin, reducing the amount of meals can be very powerful. So you're still consuming when you eat, you eat well, but you're just eating less often. Like I personally eat one to two meals a day. My body does great on that. I'll typically do two meals in a six-hour eating window, and then two days a week, I just do one big meal, and I feel amazing with that. Regular exercise, so getting good quality movement, uh, exercising on a regular basis, high-intensity strength training. So if you're doing exercise, getting out and walking, maybe jogging, things like that are great, but getting some strength training can be a really huge factor for helping boost up your HDL. Getting those ratios under control, so good for your body, really helps stimulate good sex hormone production. And uh, we want to optimize the sex hormone production, and that's going to help our cholesterol levels. So when we have very low HDL, it's a sign of low testosterone in both men and women, and that can be a major issue. So getting strength training in two to three days a week at least, okay? I do four days. Um, I would say two to four days a week of strength training. So upper body one to two times, lower body one to two times each, each week 
um, squats, deadlifts, leg presses, you know, things like that for lower body, um, push press or bench press, uh, push ups, pull ups or pull downs, you know, how you can modify these exercises, but making sure we're doing those is very important. Watch for food sensitivities. The most common ones I'll see, especially for somebody that's on an anti-inflammatory diet, let's say you've taken out grains already, you've taken out sugars, uh, processed foods, things like that. I'd watch out for dairy. Okay. So, and I'm not talking about butter. It's more of the dairy protein. So if you're doing cheese, I would take that out kind of see how you do. Eggs can be another factor and nuts. Those are the, the ones that I'll see commonly for somebody that's on a low carb diet that can drive up LDL, lower your HDL, drive up triglycerides. If you're having a food sensitivity to them, in theory, those foods are, are healthy foods. However, if you're having an immune reaction and your body's creating more inflammation, then they're not healthy for you, okay? So you got to discover if they're healthy for you. I have articles on my website that talk about how to do that, biofeedback testing, things like that, videos on my YouTube channel that you can check out. Um, support thyroid health. So you definitely would want to get your thyroid levels tested. Um, my team can help with that. We, help, we offer a great complete thyroid Lab, lab test. It also includes your fasting insulin levels and a whole lot more. Um, your hemoglobin A1C, all the things that we've talked about already, looks at all of that. So order that test. My team can reach out to you um, and work with you as far as that goes. And you may need, you know, some some extra thyroid hormone, whether it's through a prescription medication or a supplement. It's possible you may need that, um, but definitely work with a, a practitioner on that. Um, reduce stress. So obviously, you know, that's pretty much in every video. It's, hey, let's keep our stress under control. Get regular sun exposure like I'm talking about throughout this, this video. Optimize your sleep habits. See if you've got sleep apnea. Do everything you can to optimize your sleep habits. I try to be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. So every hour of sleep you get before midnight is equivalent to three hours of the regenerative capacity, the regenerative um component of sleep after midnight. So there's a big difference, much higher quality sleep when you're going to bed at, let's say 10 PM or before 11 PM than if you're going to bed after midnight. Okay. So try to really optimize your sleep and you want to make sure, of course, you're getting good, deep sleep, high quality sleep. Um, you can track it with things like an aura ring. Okay. Which is something I use, um, an aura ring, O U R A, I believe. Uh, we'll track your deep sleep, your REM, things like that. See how well you are sleeping. If you're noticing that you're sleeping, but you're just not getting much deep and REM sleep, you may have sleep apnea. Support liver health and bile flow. So very important things to do. Okay, good hydration, intermittent fasting can be helpful. Uh, getting all your nutrients. So really nutrient-dense diet, very important for liver health. And you can also take things like, you know, on, on our, our store, we've got a uh, grass-fed beef liver complex, which has all the nutrients that support liver liver health. We also have another product called Thyro Liver Support that's great. And I use this product right here, Bioflow Support, for my individuals that do have high LDL, low HDL, and high triglycerides. We'll often use this because this helps recycle bile and helps move bile through the system. Also, people that um, possibly have gallstones or just poor bile flow in general. They're, they're not digesting fatty acids well. Maybe they've got stools that float. 
um, stools that are greasy. They're just not digesting fat well. When they eat a high fat meal, they feel really bad. Their stomach starts to hurt. These people need some better bioflow. And that's going to be very dependent upon bile salts, choline and taurine in particular. And Bioflow support, this product has those. It also has a bunch of herbs like greater Chaldean and uh, dandelion and things like that that really help with good liver function, good liver bile production and bile flow. We've got to thin out the bile. So if we've got really thick concentrated bile uh, that's full of cholesterol – but not much salts to help combine and move it, then it's going to be really congested. And that can be a major factor, which causes things like bile, uh, like uh, like gallstones, um, but also can cause high blood cholesterol as well. So we definitely want to be moving that thing, moving that out. And bioflow support really helps thin it out and move it. And then to grab the 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 cholesterol and help move that out of the system. Okay. Once it's in the intestines, we use activated coconut charcoal, especially if it's real fatty cholesterol that may not move well uh, through the system. The activated coconut charcoal will help. And then also taking things like magnesium to help kind of just keep the bowels moving can be really, really powerful. So this is a binder which grabs and then the magnesium helps with uh, muscle contractions in the gut to help move things through. So hopefully this is a really helpful video for you guys. I uh, would love to know your thoughts, your comments, but hopefully this addressed a lot of the questions that you may have and gave you some great action steps to get started with to get your cholesterol levels back in balance and optimize your overall health. You know, one thing I definitely wouldn't recommend is, you know, freaking out if you have a high cholesterol level. I wouldn't freak out. I would just start following the, these strategies I discussed in the video, okay? Uh, don't run out and get a cholesterol-lowering medication. I wouldn't recommend that. Don't freak out. You're not going to die of a heart attack tomorrow. Um, just start following these strategies and address the root cause. And if you do that, you're going to do great. You're going to get back in balance. And if you're struggling to get back in balance, certainly reach out to my team. We've got great health coaches, Melissa, Danielle, that can really help support you and create a customized plan to help you get back in balance. So anyways, be blessed, everybody. I'll see you on a future online training. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.